0: Yeah, should be good. Maddie. Um, we have something called Saturday Sessions coming up in a few Saturdays time. Um, and Matt, um, along with a bunch of others from Night Church, um, are part of a committee that put this, put this together. Um, it's supposed to be monthly, right? Yes. Oh, that's loud.
1: Um Yes, it is meant to be monthly, although uh, we a... won't be doing one in April.
0: No, because of Easter. Yeah. Um, but so once a month, uh, we do this thing called Saturday Sessions. Tell us, Matt, what it is.
1: Um, yeah, so it's a monthly event where we come together um, and take issues or topic um, relevant to society at large and um, sort of give a presentation through a Christian lens um, and talk about it, open up a discussion with the audience um, through a Q&A and reflection um, and talk about how we as Christians can relate to that issue. Yeah,
0: so it's kind of it's 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 kind of chilled. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, in a casual environment. Yeah. So there's there's food, uh, there's worship, there's time to worship, there's time to just chat and chill out as well. Um, why is it that we're doing this? Like, um, what's the thinking behind that? What are you trying to achieve um, in doing an extra thing on a Saturday night?
1: Um, The motivation behind it really is to um, strengthen and build the St Matts community, Um, bring us all together um, and talk about issues that maybe aren't talked about as much on Sunday, Um, but also, yeah, use an opportunity to really
0: foster community, strengthen us all up together. Um, Yeah. Yeah, cool. And, And some of those topics are really key, right? Like the first topic we looked at was was stress, anxiety, mental health stuff.
1: Yeah, depression and anxiety.
0: Depression and anxiety. And you actually presented on that. Yep. Um, Then our second one, we looked at um, friendship and loneliness, uh, which is kind of like a bit of an epidemic at the moment. And um, Benny Adamo helped us look at that. He did. And then the one that's coming up, so this is on the 28th of March, so two Saturdays time, um, from 6 p.m., We'll be parking at the school um, to make it easier. And then you do go and jump out for dinner afterwards as well. Yes, we right? do go out together. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in two weeks' time, what are we looking at? Yeah, I believe you're going to be running us through that again. Yeah, yeah
1: so I'll topic. present the next one, but um, the speakers will change and it won't just be me and Ben. Um, but the next one is on social justice. So I'll be looking at how um, Christianity in God is not our ticket out of earth towards heaven um, and we say goodbye but rather it's our invitation to bring God's kingdom to earth um, obviously with his help. Um, So I'll be looking at what role social justice plays in establishing God's kingdom here. Um, Yeah and by looking at Jesus' ministry we can closely look at how or what we might do and what it looks like today. um, Recognising that it's quite a Perhaps politicized and polarizing word,
0: and there's lots of views about it, its place, and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it should be spicy. Um, that's great. Look, can I, can I commend the Saturday sessions to you? It's a chance to go deeper um, theologically, as well as an, an issue that's kind of right at the surface of society, as well as a chance to go deeper together as a community. So it's kind of um, one part. Teaching, but then also one part of community. It's a chance to chill, to chat, um, and to get to know each other more um, over some food and a, and a spicy topic. So put it in your diaries. Um, we'd love to get a big crew along. Um, and uh, yeah, let's give Matt a round of applause. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Uh, we're actually going to kick off our first. Uh, encouragement segment together. Um, And so I'm going to invite our sister Nat up um, to help lead us in that. And uh, I'm actually going to pray for you, Nat, as you come up, um, because I think that'd be a good thing to do. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, times like this, where as a family, we get to get together and hear from your word. And particularly tonight, we get to... um, Just be blessed and encouraged by our sister Nat. Um, We thank you, Lord, for the ways you've been at work in her life and particularly this week as she has um, brought to bear her experiences and the ways you've been at work in her uh, to encourage us. Give us minds and hearts that are open to hear what you have to say, Lord, through her. We pray these things in your son's name.
2: Amen. I love my job, I've been a primary teacher for hundreds and hundreds of years and I love getting up in front of little people and teaching them or taking the whole of assembly, no problem and in the same vein if you were all their parents I could easily talk to you about learning about school, about anything but you are very, very, very scary and I am so nervous that I feel like I'm about to have a heart attack. So that's probably why Nate went to pray extra for me. Um, so I hate doing this. So why on earth am I standing here doing it? Very good question. I'm here for two reasons. Number one, I love hearing um, other people's stories. It's my favorite ever part of church. So I thought if I love that so much, I want to be a part of it as well and give in to that. Um, I went to Bethany Hamilton's documentary on Thursday night and she was saying that storytelling is a great way to encourage people and that's why she made her new film and um, I invite you to come along part of my story tonight and I hope that you're encouraged and the second thing, the second reason why I said yes is because I know I do my job pretty well, I've been a teacher for so long so it comes really naturally to me to teach But I don't want to live in the natural. I have a huge passion to live in the supernatural because God can do that through us. I love what Scott was teaching us a few weeks ago from John 18 when we looked at Peter's denial of Jesus and he came to this point of utter um, just stripped of all self righteousness. And then he was in a position of humility to let God work through him. And I rely a lot on my own skills and abilities as a teacher as Scott was saying, and he could get up here and he can talk to us and it's no problem. You you rely a lot on your natural skills, but here I am totally out of my comfort zone and I need God to supernaturally work right now because there's a high chance I may vomit or do something, cry, I don't know, who knows what's going to happen. But it's super uncomfortable, but I love positioning myself in this spot because God has to shine true and it's the way that I choose to live. So here I am. And funnily enough, I led Bible study the week that we were doing John 18 and I was saying this to the girls in my group that I I struggle every day to put the natural aside and to step into that and what can we do and how can we encourage each other to daily rely more and more on God and then I was telling them oh by the way can we also pray because they asked me to do this talk and I don't want to do it and they're like Nat exhibit A here is your chance to come and live in the supernatural and let God do it so that's the intro here I am and let's let's go and see what God does. She really knew the Lord. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. And ever since I heard Bruce say that as he was talking about one of our church members, Jan Tricker, who passed away last month, I've been chewing it over and over. And it's likely that all of us here know the Lord, but what makes us say that about somebody? What do we see? She really knew the Lord. What a statement, what a statement, and one that I'd really love people to say that about me, not only when I die, but now as I live, and I've been so encouraged hearing about her life. I never met her, and I've just been ruminating over and over with that statement, because I really, really hope that, and I'm sure you do as well, that when we get to heaven, we will stand there and God will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Oh, actually, I forgot about this. Well done, good and faithful servant. Um, Bruce said of Jan this is what he said she heard the voice of Jesus to come to him she had the comfort and wonder of what Jesus had done she received eternal life and what is that it's to know the only true God and I hope that I never ever tire of the truth and the wonder that our God is a God who not only can be known but wants to be known he yearns to be known and he shows us who he is When I first became a Christian, when I was 18, I spent a lot of time sitting on rocks, sitting on rocks in the bush, really high near my old place, overlooking a big valley. And then it changed to rocks at the beach, just looking out over the whole vast ocean. And I really sat there for years and years thinking, this little tiny girl in the middle of this huge world, in all this grandeur, does God really, really truly know me? Spent a lot of time thinking about that. Then I had an amazing experience. God totally blew my socks off when I was in Switzerland and Austria, and he showed me his father heart in a way that revealed that he knew me absolutely personally. Me, Natalie Jane Wade. This experience just for me, and I wish, wish, wish I had time to tell you about that tonight. But... That's for another time, which I probably will never say yes to this again, but if it ever happened, that might be that time. But he didn't have to bless me with such a personal experience of who he is, but he did. And I think it's a really natural thing to ask and to question, does God know me? Because we all want to be seen. And for a few years now, I've been really mindful of this as I've been teaching, because teaching is super relational, and that's what I love about it. And I want each kid every single day to have an I see you moment with me. And it's a, it's a time where I can connect with them and I can see them. So it might just be as they come in, a bit of eye contact with them or a little thumbs up as they're trying something or a little tap on their shoulder or just helping them with something, a little time to connect with them that says, I see you, you're here today, you matter, you're part of my class. And I guess that's what I was really searching for for, from God as well. Do you see me, God? Do I even matter? And it's so little and everything's so big. But God showed me so loud and so clear that he did. And really more recently now, especially since I've been thinking about that statement about Jan, she really knew the Lord. I've been pushing myself to flip my ICU on its head for my own life. Instead of focusing on God seeing me, I've been really encouraged into, God, I see you. Because he says time and time and time again in his word that we can know him, we can see him, we can find him, we can approach the throne of grace with confidence. So I'm going to try and have my spiritual eyes open each and every moment. Ah, There you are, God yeah, I, okay, I see that, interesting, I see that, I see that. Last year, I taught this little popper called Henry, who just um, loved letting me know every moment where he was. Uh, Miss Wade, I'm, I'm just over here now, I'm just sitting here. Uh, Miss Wade, I'm just going to get some scissors, I'm just over here, and every time I'd sit down, he'd just tap me on the shoulder, and I'd turn around, and two centimetres from my face, here I am. <laughs> this is so sweet. And I was very, very aware of his presence. And I'm practicing that habit right now of being equally aware of God's presence, of God's little taps on my shoulders. Now, here I am. Here I am. And that's so my relationship with him can grow. And Psalm 19 is my favorite psalm. And all my kids always say, you always say that's your favorite because everything's my favorite um, but I'm a nature of, lover of nature, and I connect with the psalmist opening when he says, the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Because I just love looking at the sky. A sunset, a sunrise, clear blue, blue, blue autumn skies like we had last week, or the moody ones that we've had this weekend. To me, this verse just sings in my head every time I look at the sky. The sky screams of God's majesty and creativity and love and his glory. It's God's way of showing himself to us. If you want to know who God is, just go outside and look up. To me, that's a huge declaration of who God is. And it's for everybody, the majesty that he has for everybody. But there's countless more invites, personal invites peppered everywhere in his word. And if I were to ask you guys here, who knows Jeremiah 29, 11, I'm pretty sure that 90% of you would put your hand up or be able to say it along with me. And that's fabo, fabo. it's an awesome verse. I love it. But the promise that comes directly after to God's people, and I also think for us today, is absolutely mind-blowing. So after Jeremiah 29, 11, obviously comes Jeremiah 12, 13, 14, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will be found by you. He's findable, knowable, seekable, accessible. I think about Jan knowing God. What did she do to know him? And I look at all the verbs there and I think she spent a whole heap of time calling, coming, praying, seeking... And then she found herself in a position like Peter did to be in an intimate relationship with God. She fully verbed herself out, calling, coming, praying, seeking, I'm sure. And then what does God do? He listens. He's found. He's there. So when you're in that position, people notice. Let's go back to our dear friend Peter who had his epic fail moment when he denied Jesus, but probably that was also simultaneously his coming to life moment. A few chapters after that,
3: Hello everyone, tonight we're reading from Revelation chapter 3 verses 14 to 22 and there should be Bibles in front of you which you can um, look on in, so it's on page 1239, give you a second to find that. All right. To the angel in the church in Laodicea, write These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. But do you not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked? I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you can become rich, and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness, and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. Those whom I love I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person, and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my Father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches.
0: Thanks, Christy. Heavy passage, hey? No wonder Josh isn't here to talk about it, <laughs> he's doing it from afar. Now what happened was um, he was he was dead set keen on coming tonight but um, last night he has some symptoms, I think he's just a bit under the weather but he just thought given the situation uh, and what the medical advice is, um, he was just going to stay away. So he actually um, filmed himself delivering what he would have been saying if he was here with us tonight and... Um, It's a reflection on Revelation chapter 3. So um, enjoy. I'm going to pop back afterwards and we're going to spend some time reflecting on both what Nat has shared and what Josh is about to share.
4: Hey guys, uh, it's Josh here. Um, Sorry I can't be with you all tonight. Um, Unfortunately, I did come down with a few symptoms overnight um, and I just thought it would be safer to lie low at home. Um, So... Yeah, unfortunately I won't be won't be with you physically um but who knows what this virtual um reality allows these days. So it's cool to be with you um virtually. Um Nath has very kindly requested that I film this message for you. So here it is. Here I am in my bedroom, all my glory. Um but yeah, I thought I'd just share with you tonight an encouragement um for you guys um and for the church as a whole. And just spur each other on in our faith. I think it's such an honour to be able to do that for each other. Um, But yeah, so um, hopefully someone has read out um, the Revelation passage. Um, So speaking from the third chapter of Revelation today. um, And basically, there are three main verses which I really wanted to focus on. Um, So I'll read it out for you. So Revelation 3, 19 to 22. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door i'll come in and eat with that person and they with me to the one who is victorious i will give the right to sit with me on my throne just as i was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne whoever has ears let them hear what the spirit says to the churches um so yeah i thought i'd share a little bit tonight about my journey my faith um and really just my relationship with god and how that's progressed in the last 12 months um and, and mostly through um, being involved with the church, being involved with St Matt's um, at Manly. Um, now, if you were here in October, you would have heard Bruce speak from this passage um, um, in the Burning Heart series. Um, it was a really powerful series. Um, and I chose it for that reason, to speak from something Bruce has already spoken from, but also for another reason. Um, now, I don't know about you, but um, I think there's something just really exciting about a knock um, when I was younger, I grew up in uh, in a little house in Chatswood, um, and we were the only house in our street. Um, and so um, every so often, we would get a knock at the door. And we had this nice hallway and this this big front door. So when you hear the knock, you know it was quite exciting. You get that, <coughs> um, yeah. I don't know if that sound really dodgy, um, but yeah. So I think. What's really exciting about a knock is just the potential of who it can be. Um, it could be friends coming over, it could be a package being delivered, um, it could be fa- family visiting from overseas—literally anything. Um, but one lady who I'd like to tell you about, um, who was a frequent knocker at our door when I was a kid, um, was a little old lady called Joan. Um, Joan was—it she was a very sweet old lady. Um, she wore these big black sunglasses, um, these often really baggy. Um, purple top and baggy black pants um, and she always carried with her the, just this really fine scent of cigarettes. Um, she was a real big smoker. Um, yeah, she'd all, yeah, She'd smoke all day long, um, well into the evening and I'm pretty sure she went to bed with a cigarette in her mouth, honestly. Um, yeah, she would often ask for money. So when she would knock, um, she would be asking for money to go and buy cigarettes. Um, whenever she'd return the money, she'd, she would always have that scent of cigarettes as well um now to be honest sometimes if it was just me um at home i would sometimes hear a knock um and and at times i would i would go and answer the door but other times i would just hide and pretend no one was home um sounds pretty pretty mean but yeah i don't know i don't know why but that's just sometimes what happened um now you might be wondering why i'm telling you guys about um this little old lady knocking at that door Um, But the truth is, um, just from thinking about that story, um, a knock requires a response. Um, You either get up and you answer the door, or you ignore it and pretend no one's home. But either way, um, the knock um, forces you to make a decision. Um, And for me, it was like this for a while. Um, I wasn't deciding. I was in limbo. And even when I had decided for Christ, um, I wasn't exactly certain. Um, In the Burning Heart series, Bruce spoke really of two types of people, and perhaps you guys um, identify with one of these. Um, So you may already be a Christian, and you know the petrol tank of God's spirit is running on empty. There is no joy in knowing Christ, and so often sin takes over. There is no power in your witness for Christ in this world. Or you may be someone who has never known God's work in your life because you have never accepted Christ. Um, And I guess, really... You might identify with one of these, and for me personally, I'd like to shine a little light um, on my own journey, and and really, you can see how I align with both of these um, at some point in my life. Um, but I did write a little poem. So Scott Petty, watch out! Um, you've got a you've got a competitor in the poetry game. Um, but I wrote this poem a few months ago, and it was really um, it was really just from my heart and, and how I felt. Um, with my journey with the Lord. Um, Yeah, so here we go. Um, When I look up at the deep purple sky, how my thoughts ponder and sway, a one-worded question floating in my mind. When I was a child, no such question existed, but through opening and closing life's doors, something in my soul shifted. I cannot explain it. I simply cannot describe. Life's greatest question comes in the form of one word, why? I discovered the question... No matter how hard to find but from it came another i asked my brain and he asked time neither could answer who do i ask my father my mother maybe my aunt so i asked my school but they had no clue so i asked friendships and reputation shut up you fool i tried rugby rowing girls and bars none could answer my question none had any chance lying in bed awake staring at the white painted ceiling this deep piercing question still had no healing Mentally written down, I had prepared my inquiry. My mind was like a little boy walking through the thought library. I asked the librarian, excuse me, do you know where I can find the answer to this crippling, struggling question of mine? Pardon me, she answered. Have you not been listening to the knocking of the door on your heart since the day of your christening? What about you? Have you been sleeping or dozing? Is life too comfortable? Is it just too cosy? The knocking will stop one day. Will you cease to ignore? Will you invite him in to eat with you? It's simple, just open your door. Um, the Christian life isn't always easy and sometimes you can be pulled so many different ways, um, in this world and you just feel like you're going to snap. Um, work gets stressful, relationships can be tough and financial pressures can weigh heavily on our minds. But if you feel like you're not witnessing for Christ, um, uh, in the way you should be, then I'd encourage you with these three things. And these are three things which I wish I'd been told 12 months ago, um, Just to spur you on in your faith. Um, The first is, take the headphones of your heart out and listen to what the Lord is saying to you. Is Jesus knocking on the door of your heart? The playlist of the world can be quite repetitive, um, but it also... Oh, oh no. Stuffed up. The playlist of the world can be quite attractive, but it soon gets repetitive. Second, engross yourself in God's word. So many of us constantly ask for a Bible or prayer routine to make sure we're staying connected to his word. And if that's you, you don't have to go much further than the second verse of the first psalm. Meditate on his Lord day and night. Once in the morning before you go to work, before you make your coffee or you have a shower, open your Bible and ask the Lord to speak to you that day. Um, And then do it again before you go to bed. Open this book, read it by yourself, with your wife, with your kids, with your husband, with your dog. Do it and see how differently your day goes. Thirdly, pray. Um, If I knew I only have one hour left on this earth, I would spend it it on my knees in prayer. Um, It can be so easy to reject praying um, and say, I'll do it tomorrow. But don't go on your phone, don't play video games, don't put your headphones in, pray. Pray for the spreading of the gospel, pray for your family, pray for your friends, pray for strength, pray for humility, pray for wisdom, pray for boldness, pray for revival. I don't know what tomorrow brings for you or for this church, but I do know this, um, there is a God who created you, there's a God who loves you and saw you fall and instead of leaving you to rot in your sin, he sent down himself in Jesus um, to take your place for the things you have done wrong. I realise this at 18 and I'm still learning and I'm still growing and it gets better every day. Um, it can be easy to ignore God but at some point you've got to answer the door or the knocking may stop. So God bless St Matthews and may the grace of God be on this church and in your hearts always. Thanks guys.